Praise God. Now, this is Miracle Day. And I saw the flyer and I thought, oh my goodness, I think I'm all right because that's what I was feeling. And, and I didn't see the flyer till I got here. So this is Miracle Day and we got a confirmation. So I believe the Lord's going to help us with Miracle Sunday. Now, I want us to kind of focus on what a miracle is. Now, when we talk about miracles, there's all kinds of miracles. And what I feel like the greatest miracle is, is when somebody decides without a shadow of a doubt to serve the Lord. I think that's the first miracle. I think all the other things come after, and it's wonderful when God heals and sets free and delivers, and we'll talk about some of that, and we've seen all that, and we thank God for it. But I think an awesome miracle is when somebody walks away from everything they've always had, everything they've always believed, and choose to serve the Lord. So I want to talk about that a little bit. I want to read out the book of Acts, chapter number 9, and... You join me in standing for the honor of the reading of the word of the Lord. I'm going to read verse number 1 in Acts chapter 9, and I'll read down to verse number 6. I want to say you got some of the best media people I've ever seen in my life. They are quick. It's already up here. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. High five to the media. You guys have got it going on. Amen. And we came all the way from Detroit, so I might have a little bit of different lingo. <laughs> but just hang with me. Amen. Amen. So, it's already on the screen, so I want to read this to you. And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter. Wow. And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord. What an enemy. Went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, if he found anybody of this way, whether they were men or women, it don't matter, he might bring them bound in chains unto Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. My God. That's a miracle. That's a miracle. That's a miracle. There shined, there shined a light from heaven on him, and he fell to the earth. This is your Bible. He fell to the earth and heard a voice. Wow. He fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecuteth thou me? Wow. And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am the Trinity. Somebody need to help me right now. And the Lord said, I am Allah, 
You didn't say that? You didn't say that? I am Buddha. He didn't say that? And the Lord said, somebody need to get this revelation, I am Jesus. I am Jesus whom thou persecuteth. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. You are attacking my church and you are attacking me. You can't separate Jesus from his church. And he said, this is a very bad hour. He trembling and astonished said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? This is powerful, revelatory stuff that will change somebody that's in the valley of decision. He said, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. Wow. Must do. Jesus didn't tell him. I'm going to send you to my church. They're going to tell you. Because he doesn't work outside of his church. He doesn't work in rebellion of his church. You got to have the church. You got to have the church. Now, I want to just talk to you real quick and real short on believing this way. Oh, believing this way. Would you put your Bibles down? And I, I really want to settle something in somebody's heart this morning. I really want to settle something in somebody's spirit once and for all. Nobody may not even know it, but you know that you may be in the valley of decision and God sent me all the way from Detroit to tell you you are in the right church. Your search is over. And if you do what God says, a miracle would have taken place in this place this morning. Lift your hands and say, Jesus, I surrender all. Say, Jesus, I surrender all. Say, Jesus, I hear you. Say, Jesus, I love you. Come on, you need to talk to him. Say, Lord, I want to be saved. I'm not here just to play religion. I want to be saved. I'm not here to just follow the form. I want to be saved. Somebody talk to Jesus. He's in this place this morning. Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. Lord, anoint this place. Let revelation come to us. Let demonstration come to us. Get into our spirit and our heart and our mind. Somebody help me right now. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Give the Lord a great big hand clap of praise. And smile because you are blessed and highly favored. You may be seated. I want to talk to you very, I want to talk to you very clearly and very carefully. Just, just look at me as Uncle Art visiting from far away. I just want to give you some truth and some knowledge. I want to tell you that the, the God we serve is God. I want to tell you that we're on our way to heaven very soon. And the call is going out. And Bishop already confirmed it by having a stand saying, we don't have any more time. we got to get busy right now. We've got to get out of the valley of decision and doubt and all this stuff. And we got to get into the church and sell out 100%. 
I want to deal with something this morning. I'm tired of people that don't believe say they are believers. You see, anybody can say they are a believer. But what you do and what, the way you act and the choices you make tell if you are a believer or not. A believer will make any sacrifice necessary to get a hold of this gospel. How many here is a believer? A believer will make whatever step and sacrifice is necessary to be right with God. I read you a story about somebody that did not believe this. The great Apostle Paul was not always the great Apostle Paul. He was the great Pharisee Paul. Completely different belief system. Totally different religion. Totally different thought process. Not only was he the great Pharisee Paul, he was the greatest of greatest Pharisees Paul. And when he came upon this, he did not believe. How do you know he didn't believe? He talked about it. He talked about folks that was in it. He talked about the leadership, tried to kill the leadership. Nobody that attacks the, the pastor is a believer. Sure, sure, sure. He was not a believer. Matter of fact, he, the Bible tells us that he breathed threats against the church. He breathed slaughter against the church. All of that stuff is the sign of an unbeliever. Oh, but on his diabolical crusade, a light shined from heaven. Somebody say a light. I feel the Holy Ghost. A light shine. There's going to be a light in this place this morning. It's going to shine from heaven. And it's going to shine on every one of us. Where we settle in our hearts what we believe and where we go to church. And we're going to be able to go out and tell somebody else. And this place, Brother Zach, will be full. He can't feel it until he feels us. Amen. Only believers turn the world upside down. Oh, we got to get out of the valley of decision. But you got to understand, a light shined from heaven. That light shined from heaven. It knocked Paul off of his animal, his horse, his donkey, or whatever. Knocked him off onto the ground. He was struck down by God. And he was, even though he was an unbeliever, he was not an idiot. There are some folks. Now, anyway. He, he got knocked off and he was not an idiot. He said, who are you? Because although I've been a Pharisee all my life, although I'm the most educated person on the planet, I have never seen a miracle like this. And I want to know who is the owner of this miracle. Oh, to his surprise. It was Jesus, the one he was fighting against, the one he was criticizing, the one he was attacking, the one in whom he didn't like the ways of the church. He didn't like the form of the church. He didn't like the things of the church. Oh, it was Jesus. We need to save this tape and give it to everybody that says they love God, but don't love the things of God. What are the things of God? You know the church that Paul was attacking? He only attacked one church. 
He attacked that church that talked in tongues. I know people that say they love Jesus and attack talking in tongues. He attacked that church. You know the, the church in the book of Acts started on the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2. And the first thing they did after being in one accord, they talked in tongues. There's only one church. There will only be one church. And the church talks in tongues. I, I, I'm sorry if it makes you uncomfortable. I'm sorry if you don't understand it. I'm sorry if it doesn't make your intellect tingle. But it is still the ways of the church. I'm sorry that God didn't wake you up and get your approval and said, do you mind if I insert talking in tongues as the evidence of the Holy I'm sorry he didn't do that. But it's God's church and he chose it. He said, with stammering lips in another tongue, will I speak to this people? That's what God said. Paul didn't like it even though he read it. Matter of fact, he was attacking the speaking in tongues. Attacking it, coming against it. The church in the book of Acts that he went against was a tongue-talking church. He attacked the church where the miracles took place. Only one church, there was miracles. A lot of religions, but there was only one where you could identify them because there were signs that followed them. You could find them. They could not hide. It was prophesied over the church. You can't hide. You can't hide. You are a city set on a hill. You are a light that cannot go out. You can't hide. You can try, but you cannot hide. As long as you are a believer, the miracles will find you and overtake you, and power will take place. So they couldn't hide. He knew where to find. He found them all the time. Found them out because there was miracles. There were signs and wonders. God was doing incredible things. And Paul came against the church. But oh, when God got a hold of him. He said, who art thou, Lord? Because I'm only fighting against one group. He said, I'm Jesus, who you persecute. Okay, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Where's my calculator? One church I'm persecuting. Jesus is the Lord of that church. He's the one that is the Lord of all. Because I said, who art thou, Lord? Who art thou, Lord, capital L? Who art thou, Jehovah? And Jehovah said, I am Jesus, who you are persecuting. And I'm only persecuting the church. So the God I've been serving is the God of the apostolic church. Everything I've been fighting has been what I should have been serving. Everything I was coming against was what I should have... He said, Jesus. Now this is where, this is where we find out if you are a believer or not. Because we've got people all over Fort McMurray that are believers... But they are in false doctrine. They are believers, but they are lost. And God's getting ready to make this place shine. And they're going to come flooding in here. Y'all need to help me right now. We're getting ready to see a miracle. We're getting ready to see a miracle. We're getting ready to see some miracles. I can see. Y'all want me to prophesy for a minute? I can see family members coming to church. I can see husbands and wives coming to church. I can see young people you've been praying for coming to church. It shall come to pass. 
They may be in a bar right now, but they're coming sooner or later. They're going to be your apostles and your teachers and your miracle workers. You need to say amen. Always say amen. But I want to tell you, you may be seated. I want to tell you emphatically, believers will be believers. You, 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 you hear me now? Don't miss this. Don't, don't miss this. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in no notes or anything. I'm just preaching what Jesus is telling. Believers will be believers no matter what comes against them. You cannot change a believer. They cannot be changed. They are believers. A believer will live for God if they were being tortured or if they were being pampered with jewels from on high. They will not change who they They'll worship anywhere and if... I don't felt the Holy Ghost. They'll worship anywhere and everywhere when they start thinking of the goodness of Jesus. A believer will be rapture ready no matter if they're in the grocery store or no matter if they're in the house or no matter if they're in the church. We are believers. There are believers, Bishop, in false churches right now. But the light's getting ready to shine. Yeah. We can ready to see a miracle. Somebody say yes. We can ready to see a miracle. They gonna come walking in like this, and God's gonna shine the light on them. But you gotta hear this. You gotta hear this. A believer wants to be saved. An unbeliever. You need to hear me. I'm telling you a principle I've learned from baptizing thousands. An unbeliever that is religious only cares about religion they do not care if it's the truth or if it's a lie they don't care they only care about religion but a believer is working and looking for truth and if the truth calls them they're gone and they're going after the truth Jesus said like this my sheep hear my voice and another they will not follow it will not happen they will not follow another where the light is getting ready to shine and he's getting ready to gather them together from all over Fort McMurray I know what I'm talking about I've been involved in this before it's coming so I knew Paul was a believer the minute his world was turned upside down he looked up and said who is this what does that mean, who is this? What does that mean, who is this? I'm open for whatever Jesus wants. Who is this? I'm not bound to being a Pharisee. I'm bound to Jesus. Who is this? Who is this? He said, I am Jesus. Then he said, you're Jesus. He didn't stand up and go, I don't believe that. I have my own faith. You guys are sanctified, holy rollers and all that stuff. I'm not into that. I have my own easy believism over here. And I'm happy with that. You serve Jesus. I serve Jesus. We all serve Jesus. You don't serve Jesus. Because Jesus would have pulled you to be your best. Not to settle in mediocrity to be your worst. Jesus is always pulling us to be our best. One thing every person that believes all that easy believism will admit. We're radical. What does that mean, we're radical? It means, you guys are right, 
But you guys are too right. I want to tell you something about being too right. If you want to be too right about anything, make it about your soul. Some folks are too right about their health. They're health fanatics. Some folks are exercise. They exercise to no end. They're dogmatic about that. Some folks about what they eat. And some folks about education. And some folks about money and career. But if you ever want to get more... Listen, you got to hear me. You got to hear me. If you ever want to get too much about something, you need to make it about your walk with God. That is the most important thing that will ever happen to you. And love does not mean he will lie to you and want less of you. Love always wants more of you. Where is this coming? It's coming. All of these easy believisms was fabricated from the devil out of hell. That's where it come from. I want to tell you that's getting ready to change. There's getting ready to come a sound from heaven and it's going to call the believers together. Well, he said, what do you want me to do? This is interesting. Jesus told him, he said, listen, you need to go to where I'm telling you to go, and they'll tell you. Why? Because my church is what I stand behind. There's a lot of people think they can, you need to hear me, you got this on tape? There's a lot of people think, I can serve God without the church. You are out of your mind and deceived. You think that you're going to hear from God outside of His church? The Lord has always said, you get the church, I'll talk to you there. Paul didn't say, no, I'm going to get a cave somewhere and it'll just be me and you, Jesus, and we're going to have this all going. I've got my own walk. I've got my own talk. And all I need is Jesus. I don't need all this man-made stuff. First of all, the church is not man-made. God purchased it with His own blood. It's God-made. It's the apple of His eye. It's what from all generations He has looked forward to. If you don't love the church, I question if you love God. Oh... He said, you go on down there. He said, you arise, go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. And then he, 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 Paul on this end is going, go to the city. Like he can't see nothing. He's been knocked out. His world has been rocked. And I'm going to tell you, Jesus will rock your world. He will turn it upside down. If nothing has happened in your walk with God, you're probably not walking with God. Because he will turn it upside. You'll walk away stumbling. Well, my God, I'll never, I have never forgot when I received the Holy Ghost. It's been 25 years. It's like it happened yesterday. I have never forgot when I've been baptized in Jesus' name. Why? Because that was God. How can I forget what the Lord has done for me? Look, y'all, hold on, hold on, grab hold of me now. We're going to the city. We're going to the city. The city. Well, you, you want to go? We're supposed to be. No, we're going to the city. He went there to do damage. Now he's going there to do good. He gets down there, and on the other end, the Lord's talking to the pastor. They come in. Yeah, now you need to help. You need to help me. You, who's coming? Paul's coming. Who? 
the one that's killing folks, the, the baddest one in the city, he's coming. Yeah, he's coming. <laughs> Pastor, they coming. They may not look like we want them. I just love the Holy Ghost. They may not look like we want them to look. They may not talk like we want them to talk. But inside of them, they are believers. Y'all need to help me right now. Inside of them, they are believers. They are powerful. And there's destiny on them. It shall come to pass. But here's here's what blows my mind about this. Here's what blows my mind about this. What blows my mind is that he did it. You didn't, you didn't get it. He did it. He walked away from the greatest position of any Israeli. He walked away from the greatest office. He walked away from what they deemed the greatest religion. He walked away from family, friends, and all of his connections. He walked away from every allegiance he ever had. He walked away from his schooling. He walked away He walked away from one encounter with God. He has sense enough to know all of this other stuff means nothing to me walking with God. That is a believer. And until you walk away from what your traditions are, let me say that again, until you're ready to walk away from tradition and family and friends and folks and the stuff you've known to follow Jesus, you are not a believer. Until you're ready to, when you walk away, then we know. When you walk away, Then we know. When you walk away, then we know. There must be a walking away to glorify God that you love Him enough to walk away. There's got to be some glory to receive. There's going to be a leave. You're going to leave something to receive something. We're going to find out who the believers are before we get out of here. Because there's going to be a test. There's going to be challenges. And there's going to be things like, well, I've been taught. Listen, you've got to forget about what you've been taught. This is this is salvation issue now. But, but, but what about my great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandmother? Listen, you can't worry about all that stuff. You just got to walk away and go where God's calling you to go. Do what God's telling you to do. He walked away like that. Did you get that? He didn't stop and go, wait a minute. A Pharisee, a Pharisee. What is he, what does he say? He didn't, he didn't walk away. He, he made an account of it in the book of Philippians. In the book of Philippians chapter 3, he said something like this. He said, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching righteousness, which is in the law, I was blameless. But what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the exceeding, listen to me, all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. The one he persecuted is now his personal Lord. And nothing compares to that. 
I didn't just come. I came suffering. Would you suffer for this? What if your family attacked you? What are you doing going over there to that church? It's the right church, Mom. Their God is God. He said, I'll suffer for this. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I'm not going nowhere. He said, I suffered the loss of all things. I lost everything. Now, in Acts chapter 9, he just walks away. But in Philippians, he recounts the fact. You need to understand something. I suffered. I lost everything. Just people that keep things. (laughs) We call it holiness. We call it holiness when you're willing to give up everything. We call it holiness when you hold nothing back. We call it holiness when you're ready. And we can't make people be holy. You gotta choose to be holy. But when, and God doesn't want it any other way than you choosing to be holy. I had one person tell me, uh, 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 well, we, we gotta, t- we gotta demand that people do this. I said, no, we don't. No, we don't. We're gonna demand nothing. God will tell to them. God will tell them. God will talk to them. They will choose it if they're a believer. They wouldn't kick against the pricks after believing. They'll go with the flow. Truth. One person said, well, there's no, there's no scriptures on going to hell for not being holy. I said, there's not supposed to be. Holiness is not to even be discussed with sinners. Holiness is only to be discussed with the saints. And God never threatens a saint because they're believers. All he has to do is say to a believer, and we come. He don't have to start talking about hell and all that. That is reserved for the saints. And if that is what needs to be said to you to do anything and everything for God, you need to back up and decide if you are a believer or not. But pastor, but pastor, but I back right up. I say, we don't need any more meetings. Why not? You don't believe this. You don't believe this. Paul said it like this. Paul said, listen to me. He said, I suffered. He said, I lost all things. And do count them but done. That I might win Christ. He said, big deal. But Paul, you got a, a golden education. So? So? No matter. But Paul... You were of excellent of excellencies where you were. Don't matter. What good is all that stuff if I'm lost? He said, And be found in him not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him, and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings 
being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which I also am apprehended of, Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. This one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth into those things which are before. I press. I press towards the mark of the high calling of Christ. Listen, he presses. He's a believer. Somebody say, I'm a believer. Somebody say, I'm a believer. And Jesus is not going to do this. Your pastor is going to talk to you about being a believer. He's going to send you to church. He's going to sit you down and say, Pastor, teach them. My believers will listen. No, God, I want you to talk to me aside. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. You're going to hear my men of God. You're going to hear the men of God. And then you will be blessed. Somebody say amen. You will be blessed. I want to tell you. I'm not just talking to you to talk to you about things that I don't know anything about. I want to tell you that I had to give up everything to serve God. Were you raised in this? No. God brought me in off the streets. We were Jehovah's Witness. Jehovah's Witness proclaimed this in a cult. Family was Jehovah's Witness. I came invited by a friend to church and came believing. And I want to tell you, everything, everything was put on the back burner to serve the Lord. My mother had, she, she, she had no, she just had no patience. She could not believe I walked away and joined in a cult. But mom, this isn't a cult. I said, I found the truth. My friends, I had a friend tell me, I give you six months, you'll be out of that craziness. Well, it's been 20-something years. I'm, out, I'm still here. I had somebody tell me the Holy Ghost is not real. I said, you came too late. I already got it. Walked away from all of it. Kicked out because I was supposed to be possessed with the devil. And you have to get the tape from camp when I tell the whole story. But I want to tell you folks, I know it was God. I know it was the truth. And God told me, if you'll live it, I'll turn everybody else around. And guess what? To this day, just about every single person in my family believes. Been baptized in Jesus' name. Somebody's got to start this. Paul started it. And boy, did he make a difference for the gospel. We've got to be willing, if we are believers, to do whatever it takes. Lord, I will be baptized in Jesus' name. Why does neither is there salvation in any other name? Acts 4.12 For there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. It's Jesus. Always been Jesus. Always will be Jesus. Whatsoever you do in word or in deed, it must be done in the name of Jesus. Jesus is the one that died on the cross. Yeah, but I just kind of feel like Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost accomplished all that. Did not. Did not. Because Jesus is the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. 
I got I had been baptized in Father, Son, Holy Ghost. I got rebaptized. I want to tell you as a witness, it doesn't even compare. You get baptized. I got baptized in Father, Son, Holy Ghost. I left wet, and that was about all it was. I got baptized in the name of Jesus. It was like lightning and fire. It changed my world. It, I knew it was supernatural from heaven. I was never the same again. You want to ask somebody what it's about? You ask me. It's the truth. Got to be willing. Got to be willing. Receive the Holy Ghost with the Bible evidence of speaking in other tongues. It is your evidence. It has always been that way from the beginning. But unbelievers have come in and have stripped all the greatness of God out of the church. But I want to tell you, this church is getting ready to shine. It's getting ready to shine. Because I'm going to tell you, Bishop, the world is now done with religion. They need the church. And the only group that's got the power to help them, you're in it right here today. You're in it right here today. Got to be willing to walk away from whatever and trust Him. I trust you. I'll never forget a few weeks ago, musicians would come. I guess I should quit. Where's our musician? I'll never forget a few weeks ago, busting into the service, a young man named Halal and his family, Muslim, Islamic, I believe it's Iran where he's originally from. Come into the service, Muslim. Come up to the front. We're preaching. We're having church. We are, listen, in Detroit, we are having church, church. Folks are screaming, howling, running, and dancing. You know, like they did in the Bible. You know all that stuff they did in the Bible. Shabbat and Halil and Barak and just losing their mind, praising Jesus and all that. We do that stuff every week. We're going bananas. And they walk in and looking around. And I used to think it was intimidating to them. But then God said, no, it's not intimidating to them. It is a wonder. They know they're somewhere different than just religion. He can be looking around. And at altar call, he scoots up the Muslim. Scoots up. Scoots up with our people. Whoo, praying for him. Holy Ghost starts touching he don't know what's going on. He just That's how the Holy, Holy Ghost is so excited. It just overtook him. Well, he got the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. A Muslim got the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. We baptized him in Jesus' name. And I gave him the mic. He said, I am going to do whatever it takes to serve my Lord. It does not matter. And it doesn't mean like much to us until you find out his story. He will be hunted. His family is furious. But he's a believer. <laughs> I said he's a believer. And God will not let anything happen to a believer before that time. The devil couldn't stop a believer with a neutron bomb. It was the old city of burn up. You still be standing there, dusting off the dust. Because we are believers. Let's all stand. I need to quit. I want you to lift your hands and praise the Lord. I want you to worship him. Somebody worship him. He's worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be glorified and magnified. You want it, Bishop? You want it?
God's getting ready to do something in this place. God's getting ready to do something in this place. It is time. It is time. God bless you. We love you. We're going to have church tonight. It's going to be totally different. But today, God's going to do the first miracle.